0: Hey, this is Adam Hoke, and I'm really grateful you are joining us today for the Doorways Leadership and Influence Podcast. This is the place where topics and issues relevant to leadership, influence, and the kingdom of God are discussed and help us to learn and grow together. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Rick Shields, and I'm joined with my friend, colleague, and co-host, Mike Atkinson. We're pleased to have Ruth Dunn joining us today. Ruth is the Executive Director of Clinical Operations at the Oklahoma Cancer Specialists and Research Institute. She is a nationally certified oncology nurse and was a recipient of the Great 100 Nurses of Oklahoma in 2017. With nearly 300 employees in her line of supervision, Ruth has learned some important things about leadership and how to promote a culture of caring for patients and their families, her leadership extends beyond her professional role. She's also the first female deacon elected to serve at her nearly 85-year-old church. We know you'll appreciate her perspectives. Let's listen in.
1: Well, Ruth, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast uh, today. I just got a question. You just didn't automatically land at the point where you're at right now. So can you give us just a brief description of kind of your leadership journey over the last few years or so?
2: Sure. Um, I would say that it begins, it goes a little bit further as to how I was raised and with a father that was very active and was a mentor in my life. But in nursing, you begin with leadership as you are mentoring and touching and having impact on patient lives. And I think In my situation, it just began because of the specialty and one aspect that I had chosen, um, which is oncology nursing. And that opened up ministry opportunities as I had opportunity to not only touch the physical aspect of patients' lives, but also all these patients were obviously looking for hope and encouragement along a pretty scary journey. And so, from some of those aspects, um, working with a fantastic group of nurses, I was really privileged to have a core group around me, many of whom were also Christians. That opportunity to pray together and know that we were all in agreement that we wanted to have an impact on those patients entrusted to our care.
1: What brought about that willingness to serve?
2: Probably a journey of my own relationship with the Lord. Um, I was just thinking of some of those own mentorships or leadership influences on my life. I actually listed a lot of those in my feedback on the daily reading journey that we're doing through our church right now. And so much of it goes back to my parents and instilling an attitude of being faithful to the Lord, of guarding your heart and being open to whatever he asks you to do in your life. And that's just been something that has been prevalent as Tim and I have tried to raise our three children. And so I, you know, it's not that there weren't some times in my life when I didn't have struggles or yes, as we all do, but I think with me, um, even just this last two years as the Lord's been stirring, like, what do you have for me now? I feel like I'm just a plain, simple person or I'm Ruth, but I want to be obedient to what God does. And so I know it's probably redundant, but I would just say that in my own desire, I want to be humble before the Lord. And so I feel that he's been faithful to use me in ways that in myself and in my own attributes or training, it's not really me.
0: Now, Ruth, I notice on your resume that you're the executive director of clinical operations at the Oklahoma Cancer Specialist and Research Institute.
2: Um, I've been with this organization for 25 years and um, started out until 2011. I was frontline one-to-one administering chemotherapy, immunotherapy with all of our patients. Um, while I was doing that, I began by being like what we uh, here in the hospital, a charge nurse or a lead nurse. So I'd make staffing assignments. And if there were any issues in the treatment room, I'd be the first person next to the manager that they would uh, go to. So then in 2013, we built this massive physician-owned practice where our patients can get whatever kind of service they need to as far as oncology care. And in doing that, it changed some of the leadership structure. And at that time, I became the manager over the entire infusion room where we have 60 chairs, treating probably about 100 to 130 patients a day. I was in that role, and shortly after that, there was a next step, and I moved into the director of nursing, and um, that basically had all kinds, uh, all the nursing operations of the organization ported to me. And then about three years ago, there were some other administrative changes. At that time, the uh, CEO asked if I would consider being overall clinical operations in the organization. You know, it's totally amazing and very humbled that I'd be asked. You know, there's probably a lot of people that have more educational uh, qualifications and things like that. And a lot of mine are the people skills, the interactions with people. Um, the mentoring that's taken place and the life experiences that they based upon that for me to have that uh, role. And um, so currently we have about 400 employees, and of those 400, probably about 300 report up through me.
1: So each step <laughs> along the way has been challenging, I'm guessed, stretched you a little bit. How okay. did you prepare yourself? during those times of change to be really to to move up to that next step.
2: So, you know, I'm I'm sure that the Lord used each step to prepare me. Hope I say this correctly as I share this, but outside of the Lord, and I I mean the Lord used this, but my husband was a tremendous influence and support. I could not have done it without his support and his help because in this kind of position, the days are long. They're usually at minimum 12-hour days. You know, a lot of times people will say, you're crazy. How can you keep doing that? And it's because you feel a call and you feel a commitment. And for me, it's a commitment that those patients have what they need or that the staff caring for them have the proper resources and that I can close everything down at the night and know that you've done your best to care for everything. I also, as far as the work side, had some very key leaders. It was very fortunate to get to work with them and they helped mentor me. They showed me how important it is to have a culture, how important it is to engage your staff so that you can have the most impact on them and that they want to help serve with you and it's not a I'm not a dictator type of leadership but I'm a let me work alongside you Um, because if they see you humble they see you admit that you can make mistakes but that you're here to work with them they've seen me give some of them second chances I've been very open about my faith at work. I think those kinds of things have helped to promote the success.
1: Yeah. I think you just answered about three questions that I was going to ask uh, (laughs) that one response. One was work life. And you, you answered that because I know you spend hours and hours there. And then you also successfully raised a family of three great kids. And so how do you do that? And I think you answered that. And then the other one, was kind of your leadership style there. And I think you answered some of that with people come to you and um, you're not a dictator, but you're kind of a team concept. I do have one question I want to ask and, and we'll go with this. As having personal experience with OCSRI a couple of years ago, going through treatment, every physician, every nurse, every staff member treated me as if I was the most important thing in the world, and they were all quality people. That doesn't happen by accident. So in an organization, how do you promote that culture and that striving for excellence with your patients?
2: Number one, from day one, that interview process as you bring on people is very, very key. When you let them know that we're joining you as a patient, we're joining that caregiver Block in this fight against cancer. We're not going to be perfect. We're going to make mistakes and mess up your schedule sometimes or have to move you out, but that's not our intent. There's also been some hard times. We've had, you know, different kinds of administrative people that may have come in at different points and Sometimes it's those things are really hard because you may not agree totally with different styles and different things like that. I can also say that the last year and a half or so have been some of the most difficult of my career because of some of the things that we've had to walk through. But I remember a couple of the physicians talking to me during this time, and they would say, Ruth, you are the heart and soul of this organization, and we value what you bring, and we can't lose that.
1: In your field, where you are, there's so much emotion that comes into play on a daily basis. How do you keep your team focused and working each day, knowing the environment that you're in? You
2: know, I was asked that this morning by a, another member that is undergoing treatment currently, and she was comparing it with somebody else that is at a, a different place in their life about to start therapy. And she said, I just have to tell you that every experience I've had, that people are so welcoming, they're friendly, um, they're engaging. I think a lot of that has to do with how you instill back in the people appreciation for them. I round at least. I because of <laughs> responsibilities, I don't get to round as often as I like. But at least two to three times a week throughout the whole organization. And as I go through, I'm greeting the employees by name. I'm telling them how much I appreciate them. It's really hard. Um, sometimes you would love just to give everybody raises, 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 but. You especially can't do that in today's economy and everything like that. So, you have to find worth and value and express that to the employees. We try to do different things where we can give them flexible schedules and things like that. So, that honors their work life balance. But, I again, I go back to above all, those patients are our number one priority. That is the one thing that we just we continually strive for quality marks that the patient's taken care of. And that if we have to regroup on processes or things like that, because we've let things fall through the cracks, if the patients are affected, then that's becomes a priority for us to do.
0: How do you help others to grow in their leadership and influence skills?
2: So again, communication is really key. I have You know, I have two directors that report directly to me and then some other managers. And with each one of those, I have a one-on-one meeting at least monthly, if not every other week. And those are what I call the the formal meetings. That's not where you're not talking to several of them several times a day. And with each interaction, you know, I I may um, share what I'm thinking, but I am reaching out. What do you think? And then try to channel some of those things. Sometimes there's some, you know, meeting of the minds, but we work through things collaboratively. So keeping in front those people that you're trying to influence and to lead other people is very, very important. You can't be absent from leadership.
0: Is there a leadership track that people can move through to move from one
2: area to another? As far as with the management. You look for, and you know, that's something identifying those strengths because just because I'll use nursing, you're an excellent nurse, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're an excellent leader or an administration. So you have to know the skills of your people um, because you don't want to also put them in situations where they're unhappy or where this wasn't really their skill set.
1: For the first time in an 85 year old, Plus church, you're the first female deacon on the church board. How? What challenges have been has that brought about, and uh, how has that stretched you?
2: I really want to be, uh, you know, used of the Lord. Not, I think sometimes that people will think, "Oh, great, finally got a woman for women's rights and women's causes," and if that's why they think I'm on the board. They've missed the whole thing (laughs) because I'm basically on the board because, again, the Lord moved on people's hearts. And this was something that I was asked. And so I want to be a servant and I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful to do and and say and intervene as the Lord commanded. I don't want to necessarily serve any agendas. I want to serve what the Lord wants me to do.
0: Sitting in the corner of an empty warehouse in Buenos Aires, Argentina, was an old piano. The space was being renovated for a new church to meet there soon, and and though the wood veneer was in poor condition, all of the keys, real ivory and ebony, were present, along with the sounding board, the pedals, and every string. That old piano was a beautiful piece with lots of intricate woodwork, but with no one willing to invest money in restoring the piano... The pastor instructed us to break it into pieces and throw them into a dumpster. A few days later, I did an internet search and found a piano similar to the one we had discarded. It was manufactured sometime in the late 1800s by Gildemeister and Kroger in New York City. The restored piano was available for $20,000. The similar one we destroyed was now worth nothing. Jesus said in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, the birds of the air do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? As a leader, you must understand the value of your people. Remember that direct report was once hired from a pool of applicants, and the hiring manager saw their value over others. Before writing them off, be sure you know what makes them who they are, and take the effort to find a place where their value is best appreciated let's take a couple of minutes mike and unpack some of the things that ruth just shared with us and and by the way thank you for sharing your part of your personal story as well that was that's very impactful so having ruth uh, as a guest today that had to mean something special to you too
1: that well, certainly did i mean seeing her and her work environment, and doing the leadership skills that she has, and and seeing those in action, uh, definitely left a huge impression upon me. And seeing that how that affected uh, the other staff members as well, and how they responded to her, um, definitely was an illustration, a direct illustration to me of of her capability and in what she meant to that organization. And, and me, the so. deep level of caring,
0: uh, th- though we while we're doing this. Uh, Recording, we're doing this by video, but they would just only upload the audio. But as I was able to watch and see, many of many of her responses were filled with emotion, and her eyes, though she wasn't wiping tears away from her eyes, you knew that the tears were very present. That was pretty interesting. So here's this woman in a in a strong position of leadership, and yet in an industry where caring is so very important, it requires her to be a leader that truly cares.
1: Yeah, it it matters. And for her uh, to be that way, it's an illustration for us how important it is that we take it to heart and not take it so casually, but to have that impact on others, they have to see that it matters to us. And so as we're leading our organizations and leading uh, those under us, we they need to understand how, how important it is and, and how we illustrate that and live that out.
0: I liked when she was talking about leadership and defining leadership, and she said leadership can't be absent. It's always has to be present. What an important thing for us to remember, it's not a matter of we walk into this room, we put our leadership over in the corner and pick it up when we walk out. It's always present.
1: No doubt. Uh, It's hard to lead if you're not there. And that doesn't mean just physically there. It means you have to be there uh, 100%. We talked about if there are any pathways for employees to
0: promote. And she talked about with the three levels, the director, the management staff. And she said, in staff, you're always looking for strengths. You may be a good nurse, but not be a good leader. How would you in in your situation and you know in in your context,
1: how does that work for you well I think you what is it is it the Peter principle that you people tend to advance to their point of failure of incompetence that, yeah yeah exactly and I think we see that that hey this person's good in this role so we automatically assume that they're going to be good in the next role and that may not be the case it may not even be their desire and sometimes they're forced into that next step or whatever and they're like, you know I'm great if I could just stay here. And for us, the natural inclination often is to try to promote them to, to in, in levels of leadership. And for us, to sometimes it takes more maturity on their part and on our part to say, no, I think it's better that you stay in this role, at least for now, and then let's see where we can go from there. But I think it's important that we recognize that. I think that was just a, a great response on her part. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We hope it was uh, encouraging
0: to you. If it was, please subscribe and share the podcast with family, friends, co-workers, anyone who you think may enjoy or benefit from it.
1: And as always, we're grateful that you joined us today. And remember that we're better together when we grow and learn together. And as always, grace and peace to you.
2: That's our show for today. If you enjoyed the content or would like to hear future podcasts, please subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. On behalf of Mike Atkinson, Rick Shields, and our amazing Doorways Leadership and Influence Network partners, this is Mary Kay Blum saying thanks for listening.